Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN <laughs> app, Series XM <laughs> Channel 80. We are veering into strange territory here on the program. I'm Rob Guerrero alongside Gabe Neitzel. What Bear versus Moose, I think the, the choice is clear. It's Moose, no question about it. I, I, I'm big. I'm a big team bear guy. Um, you know, I mean, the moose can look. Don't get me wrong. The moose is strong. It can move, but I mean, the bear can just you know climb up to the top rope, aka the tree, and just drop down from the top. And the moose has no chance. Uh, although the great big moose apparently likes to drink a lot of juice, which I, I don't know what I was expecting the rhyming word to be there, but I did not see. He's a great big moose. He drinks a lot of juice coming. I I mean, look, I, if it's not juice, it's, what, caboose? Like, that's the only <laughs> thing I could think of really quick. So I'm definitely going oh, moose on that man. one. I I don't care that the bear can climb the tree, all right? If the bear is going to climb the tree, it can't do anything to the moose either. Well, no, but it's coming down from the tree. It has the advantage of the higher ground. Well, and we've seen. I mean, I think it's clear once you have the high ground, history has shown us that you're winning. You, you have no chance. Right. Yes. Is that true, though? Like, let's go back to Phantom Menace. Is that true? Because Obi-Wan didn't have the high ground, and he still took care of Darth Maul. Is that true? That's a whole farce, the whole Anakin, I have the high ground. Come on, you, you didn't have the high ground, and you still won. I, I want mean, answers. He had the, I mean, the, I, I, he didn't have the high ground because he was kind of hanging there. He kind of came up, but he had, he had the high ground against Anakin in... Darth Maul underestimated Obi-Wan Kenobi's power. I mean, come yeah. on, this is obvious. He had to, He was going to win. That's when he became a true Jedi, though. I well, mean, like, I, mean, I underestimated him at that time, too. I was like, there's no way. But then once Qui-Gon went down, he stepped up. Obi-Wan's the greatest Jedi of all time. I will not hear any slander of Obi-Wan oh, Kenobi. Whoa, if you're giving power rankings of Jedi, you're putting him ahead of Yoda? Yes. Yoda screwed the whole thing up. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we can do our Star Wars show later. Yeah, yeah please do because I have I have big problems with that as well. Let's stick to football and see. Now I'm, you guys got me in a good mood. I'm happy, and we're going back to football. And you're going to make me mad again because we're going to San Francisco. And right now, the 49ers are a tire fire with their quarterback situation. It's actually their backup quarterback situation. To be more specific, we got news yesterday. Sam Darnold is going to be QB2. That makes Trey Lance QB3. And they are, quote, exploring all options for Trey Lance. There's just one problem, Gabe. They demoted him to third string, and now nobody wants Trey Lance. Yeah, so when you demote someone to third string, you can't be like, hey, Give us a second round for our third-string quarterback. That's just not how it works. Everybody knows that you're not very high on this guy. And also, is Trey Lance on this team tenable? Is him hanging out for all 17 games, 18 weeks of the regular season, is that tenable? Or is that just a situation that's waiting to explode? 
it, it seems like it's it seems like it's in a situation waiting to explode. But like you said, it depends because I would have been of that thought a year ago, and they somehow convinced Jimmy Garoppolo to stick around, take less money, and he ended up being their starting quarterback after the initial Trey Lance injury from a year ago. If Trey wants to make a big deal of it, I think he could he could get his way out of town if he wanted to go, you know, James Harden kind of scorched earth. I don't know that he's the type of player that's going to do that. He's still a young kid, you know, by all indications he seems to be a very mild-mannered kind of guy. He never really ruffles feathers or anything like that. Now he may be at his wit's end considering the 49ers have butchered his development, but they are betting on him either getting traded, which is a slim bet, or just being a good soldier. He needs time to play. He needs to play games. He's he's been sitting behind quarterbacks long enough. You need to get an actual answer on this guy by allowing him to play games and allowing him to make mistakes. But you knew that when you drafted him, and then you decided not to give him any sort of time in games to make mistakes. I understand there were some injuries in there as well, but you never threw the full weight of the franchise behind a top-five pick, which is probably the first time this has happened in NFL history, where you're not throwing the entire weight of your team and giving a top-five pick every opportunity to be successful. The 49ers pushed all their chips into the middle of the table when they traded up for number three. And then they drafted Trey Lance. They looked at their cards again. And then they started to try and pull the chips back from the center of the table. All of a sudden, they bring Jimmy Garoppolo back to back him up. And then all of a sudden, you know, they bring in Sam Darnold this offseason. And Sam Darnold's not just a veteran backup. He's QB2 now, which is just staggering to me. Kyle Shanahan was on KMBR yesterday with Tolbert and Copes, and he talked about how Sam Darnold became QB2. Starting back from OTAs all the way to now, I mean, it was a hell of a battle. They, they were neck and neck for a long time, but just really over these last, you know, 10 days and stuff, we, we felt Sam started to separate himself. Um, we felt he did it in practice consistently, and um, he's been getting better each day. Uh, Trey made it real tight. He made it tough. Um, it was an easy decision for us, but um, we felt... You know, with the the work that they both put in this game, um, you know, our decision was made before this game. So felt that I owed it at least to Trey to tell him first and foremost. So I brought him in this morning and let him know. And um, now we're here. Yeah. Oh, Kyle, of course, the decision was made before this game. It was made when you signed Sam Darnold to a contract on the first day of the legal tampering period. Who the hell else was breaking down Sam Darnold's door after he washed out with the Jets and washed out with the Panthers? But oh, no, the 49ers had to have this guy on the first day of the legal tampering period. This has to be one of the first teams in any sport. I think of, I've, I've had friends and I've heard of people and I've gotten to know people that play minor league baseball. And a lot of times when the organization has drafted a player and given that player a signing bonus, they give that player every opportunity to stick around over the undrafted player or a player that was like named to be later and just was a late add to the franchise, right? Like in, in football, you give your top five picks, and in this instance, a top three pick, every opportunity to win jobs. If this was a tight race, as Kyle Shanahan said and led us to believe, how on earth do you not have the guy that you've been investing in win that job? If it's a tight race, if it's anywhere close, if it's actually close, you give it to the guy that you need to develop and that you spent three first-round picks and a third-round pick on. Kyle Shanahan said 10 days ago, Sam Darnold began to separate himself. One of those days was Sam Darnold going one for seven in practice, by the way. I really think it was 
the Raiders preseason game, the first preseason game of the year, even though Trey Lance hadn't played football in 329 days. Doesn't matter. Darnold came in. He completed a deep pass to Ronnie Bell, unlike his second play of the game. Trey Lance had his ups and downs. It was not one of Trey Lance's better performances against the Raiders. And I think Kyle went, yep, that's what I thought. There you go. Competition. I mean, they're not even letting the competition play out. They've decided this before the third preseason game tomorrow night. How how do you not give this any leash? How do you, how do you not give him any a little bit of slack? As you mentioned, almost a full calendar year since he had played a football game. Yeah, there's going to be some pumps in the road. There's going to be a, a little bit of, of turmoil. But you had, again, you knew this when you drafted him. You knew he needed time to play, and yet you refused to play him. How, how does this make any sense? It doesn't make any sense. It's ridiculous. And you're listening to Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. I'm Rob Guerrero. He, he's Gabe Neitzel talking about the 49ers quarterback situation. It doesn't make any sense. And this, this one thing I have to push back on, because I keep hearing national insiders say it. Now that I'm on a national radio show, I finally get the chance to say it on a platform <laughs> that's loud enough for people to hear. The idea that the 49ers were going to just give Trey Lance 2021 and say, we'll live with the ups and downs. We want you to develop. That's just fiction. It's not true. They brought Jimmy Garoppolo back less than two weeks before the regular season started. You don't do that unless you think you might need this guy. It was a hedge on Trey Lance, and it totally chopped Lance's legs out from under him. Jimmy Garoppolo's beloved in that locker room. Beloved. Do you really think if the 49ers had started out 3-4 and like they did, that people on the team inside the locker room wouldn't have said, why are we messing around with Trey Lance when we've got Jimmy Garoppolo here who took us to a Super Bowl in 2019? But the 49ers risked that anyway because they had doubts about Trey Lance. Is there any chance this actually blows up in their face, or is the roster too good and the NFC is so weak that this is still going to be a team that, no matter who their quarterback is, apparently, is going to end up in an NFC championship game? That's the big question. That's the pressure that's on Brock Purdy, right? Because now it's like, not only do you have to win us a Super Bowl when you're 23 years old and only have eight games of NFL experience, and one of those, your elbow exploded, but now you have to make us right for moving off of Trey Lance. So he has more pressure on him, I feel like, than anybody else in football right now. And the Brock Purdy story is a tremendous story. Like, I don't want to take away from it, but he's only played eight games. And there's got to be a reason that he lasted until the seventh round to begin with. No, he's awesome. He's the second coming of Tom Brady, apparently. That's what the 49ers are telling you. They're so sure that this is the path that they have chosen. As a 49er fan, it boggles my mind. And now they are on the thinnest of tightropes as they try to get Super Bowl championship number six. You're listening to Canty and Carly on Canty and Carlin, excuse me, on ESPN Radio, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Mahomes, end zone. He's got another. I think he's going to eclipse Tom Brady as the goal. He never missed against a defense that was absolutely spectacular. Worry about legacy and winning rings more than making money at this moment. Patrick Mahomes, the greatest quarterback on planet Earth. We were just talking Sam Darnold, so it's about time we heard a little Ghostbusters on the program. We did my top five offenses earlier in the show. Gabe, the floor is yours. Give me the top five scariest offenses in the NFL. Number five. My number five, it's a bit of a projection, but after what they did in the last seven games of the regular season, what they did in their first playoff game a year ago, I believe this team is on the rise, and they have a scary offense when Trevor Lawrence 
is running things. I am going with the Jacksonville Jaguars at number five. Calvin Ridley makes this team scary. Christian Kirk, everybody laughed at the Jaguars last year for signing him to a big-time contract. All he did was go out and have a thousand-yard season. Zay Jones had a solid season as well, and Evan Ingram even looked really good at tight end. Oh, and Travis Etienne, good back on that team as well. Jacksonville, my number five. Number four. The Bills could use another weapon if they want to elevate and make themselves a serious Super Bowl contender. But they could still get there because that's how good Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs are. They need more out of Gabe Davis, but Stephon Diggs is one of those wide receivers that's incredibly scary. And oh, by the way, Josh Allen just continues to lead this team in rushing year in and year out. He's got a bazooka for an arm. He's a tank of a human being. The Bills at number four. Number three. I want the Philadelphia Eagles here. Jalen Hurts had a tremendous year, second in MVP voting last year. I want to see him do it again, so maybe that's where I knock him just down to number three at this point. A little bit of questions at their running back position, but their tandem, it might be the best in the NFL, probably second best before b- between the team that I've got at number two. After what A.J. Brown can do, Devontae Smith, tremendous talent. They complement each other with what they do, and Jalen Hurts can do it on the ground as well with double-digit rushing touchdowns each of the last two years. I've got the Eagles at three. Number two. Speed, 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 and more speed. There's nothing that's scarier in the NFL than teams that possess speed. And the Dolphins have it in spades. They have probably the two fastest wide receivers in the NFL, and you have to come up with a way to stop them at the same time. It's one thing if you just have Tyreek Hill. It's one thing if you just have Jalen Waddle. But now you have to figure out a way to keep both those guys in front of you. If Tua stays healthy, this offense was unstoppable a year ago. I think they remain unstoppable because I think Tua remains healthy this season. Number one. And this at this point, it's just witchcraft, right? With what the, the, the Kansas City Chiefs do. Like, they just decided, eh, we don't need wide receivers. Why would we need wide receivers? Running backs? No. Isaiah Pacheco is going to end up being our running back. Nobody knew who Isaiah Pacheco was until about halfway through last season. That's how good the combination of Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and Travis Kelsey are. It doesn't matter if Sky Moore is your wide receiver. It doesn't matter if it's Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Heck, they're going, yeah, Kadarius Tony. Look what we can do with Kadarius Tony this year, guys. That's the hype coming out of Kansas City. And we all have no choice but to believe them because all they do is scare the crap out of everybody each and every week in the NFL. I love the list. I do agree with you about the Chiefs. Like, I feel like there's nobody in, that's screaming from the rooftops how they're not going to be good this year. They won't be in the AFC. Ch- like, everybody just accepts it. In, yep. the, in the NFL world of hot takes and everything, like, nope, we all just agree. I do want to take issue with one thing, though. When I finished my list a little while ago, you said, hey, you don't have the Bengals in there. You don't have the Bengals in your list either. <laughs> no, I don't. I, and I think this is mostly because of their running back position. I, I just, I'm not a believer in Joe Mixon. I feel he's really been, been sliding only 3.9 yards per carry a year ago. Joe Burrow is that good, but. Yeah, you do have to question the calf injury. Is that even when he comes back, is that going to change anything for this team? It's still a scary team. It's still a scary offense. Just not one of my top five. I like your projection of the Jags at five because we sometimes do this thing in the NFL where we take last year and we don't put in any surprises. And we're surprised every season in the NFL. <laughs> Things happen one year that didn't happen the year before. I agree with you. Doug Peterson's got his program oh, a little up and running. He's such a good coach. He's such a good coach. He's got a great quarterback to work with. And I was skeptical on Trevor Lawrence going into last season. He totally proved me wrong. 
And I think that the Jags easily could have a scary offense, although I didn't put them on my list, but they were close. It was the Jags and Bengals were like the first two out. Yeah, I, I I am very, very high on the Jaguars. It helps that they play in the division that they do. It kind of seems like they have to be the clear winner in that division as everybody else tries to figure things out. So that's going to certainly help them boost some numbers, boost some confidence for Trevor Lawrence as he gets it, you know, into year two under Doug Peterson. But you saw what those two could do after Peterson took about a half season to get rid of all the bad things that were in Trevor Lawrence's head from Urban Meyer a season ago. <laughs> and after that second half of the season... That team just was absolutely rolling. I'm seeing Shannon type on my screen. No Vikings? Jefferson and Addison at wide receiver. Not a team quarterback by Kirk Cousins. I mean, oh, by the way, you could throw Hawkinson in there because they're working on an extension for TJ Hawkinson. I think he is a pretty good young tight end on the up and up. But they also just got rid of Dalvin Cook. And Kirk Cousins is their quarterback. And they've kind of made it perfectly clear that they don't even want Kirk Cousins to be their quarterback after this season. So if the Vikings don't believe in Kirk, why should I? He'll be in San Francisco next year. Um, (laughs) Kirk is a fine player. He's a fine quarterback. He's going to give you 4,000 yards and 30 Mm -hmm. touchdowns every year. And Mm -hmm. he's going to play every game, and he's going to be tough as nails. Like He's better than people think, but when I think of scary, I I don't think of Kirk Cousins. (laughs) No. Jefferson, yes. yes. Jefferson's scary. Addison could be scary as they add him to that offense, but um, I don't think defensive coordinators, too many of them are scared of Kirk at this point. Which is a shame. I feel bad for him. Like I really started to like him when I was watching that quarterback series on Netflix. He just seems like a, a nice guy that happens to play football, but he's just not a scary player. Oh, and he's a tough guy. Like, and, and he's tough. You, you mentioned him playing every game in that quarterback series, kind of, you know, went through some of the injuries that he had to deal with a season ago. He's tough. You can't take that away from him. But you can't be the guy that dances shirtless with a chain <laughs> and also be scary. You can't. He's, he's a funny guy, likable guy. He's just not the scary guy. I think that's accurate. Straight ahead, we're going to continue the football talk. We're going to go to Denver. The Broncos' offense took a hit today. One of their big weapons on offense went down. We'll tell you who it is. We'll tell you what happened. And what must Russell Wilson do to have success with Sean Payton? It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Do you think that was a real play call? It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. I'm Rob Guerrero alongside Gabe Neitzel. You just heard that, that play call on the way in. I feel like you could just put any words together and people would just assume that it's a real play. Like Fox 2 XY hook? There you go, right? Touchdown. I don't know if that's a real play, but it sounds like it. Uh, I'm I'm leaning towards yeah. So I do uh, the show I do we in ESPN Milwaukee Clamps, every day. North South Fox H Top Pass Thirty Eight Top Gumby XP Sweat. Let's go. Sure. I, I do a show with Mark Chimura, who played tight end for the Green Bay Packers in the '90s. And whenever he so that's how I know Fox Two X Y Hook was his favorite play because it was a play for a tight end. So that's why I know that's been drilled into my head. That's it. That is a real play. And I've heard him rattle off some plays. And I fully believe that that long play call is 100% a real play in the NFL. I mean, with some of the weird names the Chiefs had for their plays, I mean, you could just say anything now and I'd believe it. I'm just, anyway, I didn't mean to derail us, but it just popped into my head and sometimes I have to, sh- I got a little Ron Burgundy in me. I just have to immediately share. Anyway, we're going to talk about the Broncos here because they have had a string of bad luck when it comes to their wide receivers there have now been five Broncos wide receivers that have been hurt this training camp. The latest is Jerry Judy, who was carted off with a hamstring injury. Sean Payton said after practice they're going to get an MRI and see where he's at. He's expected to miss at least several weeks, multiple team sources told ESPN. That is not the start that Russell Wilson was hoping for in this like campaign to resurrect his career, Gabe. If it wasn't for the Jets, the Broncos, I think, would be the most intriguing team in the NFL heading into the season. Because it it seems like it was longer ago at this point, but it was just a year ago that everybody was excited and thought that this Broncos team was a contender in the AFC. Maybe they were going to be a contender in the AFC West for the Kansas City Chiefs, but this was certainly a playoff team with the talent they had after they traded for Russell Wilson. Of course, it ended up in an unbelievable disaster. Hackett was fired. Not even didn't even make it the full season before Nathaniel Hackett was dismissed as their head coach. And there was a little bit of drama with Hackett getting thrown under the bus by Sean Payton earlier this preseason. But this would be a really intriguing team with Sean Payton, who everybody knows and respects and thinks is an offensive genius when it comes to the NFL. And if there's anybody that can get Russell Wilson playing the way he did in his best years in Seattle, clearly it's Sean Payton. But also, the AFC is is so stacked. The AFC West has two playoff teams from a year ago, so where do the Broncos fit into this entire mix? They would be a fascinating team if it weren't for the Jets and they get all the attention but now I have no idea what to expect from this team I don't even know who's healthy at wide receiver who's going to be receiving passes from Russell Wilson at this point 
I agree with you that Sean Payton can make Russell Wilson better. I think he's illustrated. Like, he knows how to have success with a shorter quarterback in the NFL. But I feel like the problem with Russell Wilson, or at least the the problem that the Seahawks have sold us was the problem with Russell Wilson, is that he doesn't listen to coaches, essentially. Like, it couldn't even get him to wear a wristband. Pete Carroll went out of his way to say that last season when Geno Smith started wearing the wristband and how, oh, that— we couldn't get that to happen before with Russell Wilson. So I think that Sean Payton can make Russ better if Russ is willing to be coached by him. And I wonder how much there... It's a little thing. But it makes me wonder, because of the turmoil that has existed, that we now know of that existed in Seattle around Russ. But when Russ is replaced in a preseason game and the rest of the number ones are out there, while the backup and Jarrett Stidham's going in there to get some run with the ones, and Sean Payton after the game, oh, no, no, it's not a big deal. That was the plan all along. Well, why was that the plan? Right. I've never heard that to be the plan for any other team. I've been watching the game for a very long time at this point, Coach. I've, I've never heard of other teams going, oh, yeah, we just wanted to make sure our backup got runs with the ones in preseason games. That's, that's not something that I'm aware of happens too often, so it just makes you wonder what's going on in Denver with Russ Wilson. It's very interesting you say that because I happen to be listening or watching ESPN a little bit earlier and all of a sudden I heard Mike Tannenbaum talking about the Broncos situation and he said this. I would be shocked if Russell Wilson was the starter for 17 games this season and here's why. The conversations that Sean Payton is having with ownership is year one is about culture and accountability. It's Bill Parcells' approach, and he's going to see Russell Wilson as an opportunity to hold players accountable. And when there's a bump in the road, Greeny, what's going to happen is he's really talking to Jerry Judy, Garrett Bowles, the young nucleus of this team, to say the standard is the standard, and if I bench Russell Wilson, I can bench you. Oh, man. It's it's fascinating, right? It could be that. Or this whole thing, this plan with Jared Stidham could be trying to send a message to Russell Wilson, could be trying to convince Russell Wilson that, hey, I'm not just blowing smoke. I will bench you. You do have to listen to me. It could be it could be that, too. It could be. It, I would believe just about anything at this point with Russell Wilson. Like, there was a great article a number of years ago on ESPN.com. I believe it was a Seth Wickersham piece kind of documenting the perceived coddling by the Legion of Boom and the defensive players of the Seahawks of Russell Wilson by Pete Carroll and the coaching staff, which then you can see, okay, he was coddled his entire time. It kind of got out of control. Pete Carroll took some shots at Russell Wilson after he was out the door. And oh, by the way, The Seahawks went from a losing record to a playoff team without Russell Wilson last year. And my guess is Pete Carroll would say it's, yeah, probably because Russ isn't here anymore. (laughs) Right? And and so the more you hear about Russell Wilson, the more it makes you wonder in your mind, like, is he actually the problem? And then you hear more stories about how Nathaniel Hackett, who may have had a hand in helping Aaron Rodgers do a lot of the things that he was allowed to do in Green Bay, just decided to let Russ do whatever he wanted last year, which included having his own office, having his personal coaches inside the building a season ago. And trying to rein that back in can be difficult. Sometimes you got to make an example out of people, right? Like, you show up, you take down the biggest, baddest person that's there, and that sends a message to everybody else that you are not to be trifled with. And that's essentially what Mike Tannenbaum just said that Sean Payton's trying to do with Russell Wilson. Do you think it will work? I got to think. So 
Russell Wilson clearly has a tie to the state of Wisconsin. He he played his final year at UW. The Badgers had one of their best seasons, certainly offensively, with Russell Wilson here. And the talk at the time was everybody respected him so much. He came in within a month. He was named captain. Barry Alvarez, former UW athletic director and head football coach, had so many great things to say about him and his leadership abilities. And that just seems to erode away. I think that Russell Wilson still has to be in there somewhere. And But if Sean Payton can't drag it out of him, who in the NFL can? Like, if this doesn't work for Russell Wilson, where does he go from here? What coach is going to go, oh, Sean Payton couldn't get this under control, but I can? You say that, and yet here's Sam Darnold as the backup quarterback for the San Francisco <laughs> 49ers. And he's a hell of a lot more accomplished, you know, or a hell of a lot less accomplished than Russell Wilson. So a lot of coaches think that, right? Oh, I'll be the one. No one's as smart as me. I can fix them. I mean, I guess you do need to have that type of bravado to be an NFL head coach. But I think Russ at some point has to realize that his legacy is also on the line here. There's a lot on the line other than just a 2023 Broncos season for Russell Wilson in Denver this year. That's very, very, like, how, what has he done to his legacy at this point, right? Because in Seattle, he was the guy that brought them to heights that they had never seen before. Super Bowl championship, back-to-back Super Bowl appearances. Now, with how that ended and how this is going in Denver, you're right. There's a little shine off the off the rose or shine off the whatever the shine is supposed to be on. If, if he doesn't bounce back, I, I think three years ago, everybody probably thought he was a shoo-in to be a Hall of Famer, right? And, and the big talk about Russell Wilson, I can't believe he's never received an MVP vote. But if it keeps trending in this direction, I don't know if he's going to end up a Hall of Famer. All of a sudden, it's like, yeah, he didn't deserve an MVP. It's weird how that switches. That right at one point it helps him. Now it's going to be hurting him. We'll see how it all unfolds in Denver. Straight ahead, we'll do our play of the night. Plus, the Victor Wembanyama of Major League Baseball, at least in my lifetime, has just retired. We'll explain next on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. 
Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. Canty and Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. Ooh, love this here. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. I'm Rob Stats Guerrero alongside Gabe Neitzel. It is time for our play Oh, the night. For that, we need Eric, our technical director. What do you got for us, Eric? All right, I first want to start off by saying last time I did a play of the night when Gabe was on the show, he asked me, how many have you hit? <laughs> well, the last time I did this, it was for the UFC on Friday night, and I hit my main parlay. So a little Atta bit of boy. an air horns here. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right I'm going to be humble tonight. Um, actually, by the way, the Cleveland Guardians and Dodgers in the second of their doubleheader had a bit of a, of a same game parlay on this. It's looking good in the bottom of the eighth. So like I said, I'm maybe on a heater. Who knows? I'm going to go with the Cubs tonight at Pittsburgh. Justin Steele, he's having one of the underrated seasons, one of the lowest ERAs in all of baseball. Might even be the lowest. He should have more hype for the NL Cy Young Award race, in my opinion. Uh, I'm picking the Cubs' money line. So with Steele on the mound, I'm going Cubs. White Sox, they're hosting the Oakland Athletics, so I'm hoping that they can, they ride the win after Tim Anderson scored the game-winning run yesterday against the lowly Oakland Athletics. And then last but not least, Merrill Kelly tonight. I'm going to say over 17.5 outs. For the Arizona Diamondbacks against the Reds. I know the Reds have a really good offense, but Merrill Kelly, one of the better pitchers in the National League this year as well. It is so weird to me to hear over-unders in baseball. My brain <laughs> has still not adjusted. Over 17 and a half outs. Over 17 and a half outs. So that's six innings. Okay, He's got to get through six innings. <laughs> he saw the wheels turning in my head. I was trying to do that all quick, and he was just like, you can't do math. I'll just tell you. And if you parlay that together, that's at plus 250. 257 on Caesar Sportsbook. So plus 257, if you don't know, by the way, that means you bet $100, you win $257. All right, thank you very much for that. This is Canty and Carlin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. It's time for a little three and out. Sometimes it's the worst. Worst. Sometimes it's the best. The best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is Three and Out. We begin Three and Out with what I said was the Victor Wembanyama retiring of baseball. And that's Steven Strasburg. He's hanging it up, calling it a career. Twenty uh, Former World Series MVP, I believe, in 2019. And I remember when he came up, Gabe. It was oh, an event. Yeah. It was stop what you're doing. The phenom of phenoms is here. Tony Gwynn was his coach at San Diego State, and he was telling everybody how good this guy is. We had heard for years, and it just makes me feel old and sad now that he's had to call it a career due to injury. The way they handled him and like the strict innings count and pulling him when they did at certain times and not allowing to to finish certain seasons because they were, were trying to build him up and eventually avoid the Tommy John that he eventually had was crazy. However, 
He was a World Series MVP, so I am a Red Sox fan. The Red Sox once spent $70 million on J.D. Drew, but he hit a grand slam in the ALCS in 2007, and he ended up being worth every penny. So all the heartache for the Nationals, he ended up being a World Series MVP, so I would argue it worked out. I would agree with you. By the way, he's still going to get $35 million annually through 2026, and oh. then he's going to get twenty-six, a little over $26 million in 2027, 2028, and 2029. Not bad. How do I do Can I get a little bit of that? <laughs> Just throw some my way. Look, you got to start hitting your play of the night. That's how you get that kind of money. Ah, there you go. Let's go to the NBA now. Dame Lillard. Remember when he wanted it out of Portland? Like, that still hasn't happened yet, but he talked with Anscape's Mark J. Spears about his trade request. The straw that brought you uncertainty about the future of the Blazers franchise. I'm not going to speak on the Blazers. It's a lot of, lot of love and respect, but I don't... I won't speak on the Blazers. It's well documented that there have been a trade request to the Miami Heat. Is there anything that you could say about the trade request? I can say that there there was. I would just prefer not to speak on the Trail Blazers. Can we just get traded already? Can we end this saga? I was here in July when that first broke. It still hasn't happened yet. It's August. You think he's a little scared after uh, James Harden got fined $100,000, so he just decided the best thing is to not say anything because I don't care how much money you have, when you get hit with a $100,000 fine, a hundred k goes a long way. It's true. Absolutely. And you know what? Maybe that's the smart play by Dame Lillard. One more we want to sneak in here before we end the show. Brett Yormark is the Big 12 commissioner. He was at a Texas Tech football luncheon. And then this came out of his mouth. Candidly, we were able to get Texas and Oklahoma out a year early. That was a big deal for us, and I think all of you. Okay? And coach, I'm not going to put any pressure on you, but I'm going to be in Austin for Thanksgiving. Okay? And you better take care of business like you did right here in Lubbock last year. (laughs) What? I thought you said you weren't putting pressure on him. You did the opposite. You're the commissioner of the conference and you're openly rooting for one team over another team? God help us if there's a controversial call in that game that favors Texas Tech. Oh, I hope there I hope there's a controversial call that favors Texas Tech. Give me all of the conspiracy theories, but also as a commissioner in college football, you have to understand what's going on. You're trying to collect teams to get more money after those guys left. You can't be that mad at Texas, right? Uh, the whole thing is a money grab. It's a money grab for everybody. So people need to stop acting like one school is better than another school or one school is holier than another school. They're all the same. They're all going after the money. I'm just rooting for him to come down like Vince McMahon and pull a Montreal screw job <laughs> on Thanksgiving weekend. It does feel a little bit like college sports or at least college football is descending into pro wrestling territory. But we'll see. We'll keep an eye on all of it. Thank you so much, Gabe. First show hosting with you. I really appreciate it. Coming up next, Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio and the ESPN Radio app. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.